something horrible, horrible just happened. And for once, it did not start in the Chinese web market, but rather in Jeff Bezos's dry, dry heart. Amazon decided to massively cut the commission rates on many very popular categories among affiliates, such as home and furniture, outdoor and sports. And honestly, we should have seen this coming. It's not the first time they've been doing this. So in today's episode, Mark and I are sitting down together, breaking it down, explaining what it means for authority sites and how we think you should react to it. So let's get started. Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. No hype, no BS, no censorship. Just real-life online marketing tactics. And now your hosts, Gail Breton and Mark Webster. Hey everyone, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. Today is not the happiest day. We are going to be talking about the changes of Amazon to their affiliate program and the rates, etc. But before that, I need to ask Mark how he's going. So how's it going, Mark? I'm doing okay. A little surprised, a little in shock. But yeah, generally, generally okay. I think I have a level enough head and opinion of this that we can we can get some logical analysis going rather yeah. than just screaming at Jeff Bezos. So not doing what's been happening on pretty much every single Facebook group Basically, for the past 24 hours. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's try to have a rational argument, but before we do that, let's try to get people to click on the subscribe button below and the like button if you're on YouTube. Uh, that would help us a lot. We will try to do these episodes when uh, things happen like that. It does take time, like I'm going to spend half a day editing this episode, but I think it's important to address these things, especially because we've been using Amazon quite a lot. How many years have, been using, have we been using Amazon Associates for? Like a lot, right? Ooh, long time. Seven maybe? Six, yeah. seven? Yeah. So we've seen uh, we've seen a lot of iterations basically. We've seen a lot of uh, of different things happening with this, etc. I think it's quite good because it gives us kind of like a vision of like how things evolve over time and where what direction they're taking, rather than just looking at this one update. Rather be like, you know, where is this taking us? How should we adapt? How does it differ from how it used to be before? Right. So let's just start with the facts, right? Can you just detail what has changed exactly in the Amazon Associates program and how people are going to be affected? Okay, so on the 14th of April 2020, which was a couple of days ago as this goes out, uh, Amazon emailed their associates to let them know of a sudden fee change. The fee change goes into effect on Tuesday, so that's the 21st of April 2020, and basically a whole bunch of categories have been downgraded in the percentage commissions that they earn. So. The categories affected are furniture, home, home improvements, lawn and garden, pet products, pantry, headphones, beauty, musical instruments, business and industry supplies, outdoors, tools, grocery, sports, baby products, health and personal care, and Amazon Fresh. Now, some have fallen a lot harder than others. Health, for example, is down from 4.5% to 1%, as is grocery and Amazon Fresh. All of the others are down to 3%. Some of them have fallen from 8% all the way to 3%, which is quite a drop. Others, Your home not, stuff, right? Yeah, pets as well, pantry, lawn and garden, home improvements. Others, such as sports and baby products, 45 down to 3%, which is a little bit more kind of bearable, it's but still bad, yeah. very significant, certainly to, to a lot of people. So that is anything that, above three percent still? Like, is anything? None like, of these are above three percent. However, there are some categories which did not change. So, first of all, anything not mentioned here, which includes kitchen, automotive, fashion, PCs, TVs, games. I think games are already quite low anyway. So yeah, it doesn't matter. But and all other categories which are not mentioned here, there's like fashion and stuff. Oh yeah, I already mentioned that. 
Um, I think that's still up like eight or ten percent or something crazy. Kitchen like that. is still four point five percent as well. Yeah, yeah. It's also worth pointing out this is Amazon US only for now, and um, we've no indication of whether they will roll out this to other countries. In the UK, for example, Amazon has a scaling system. So if you earn more than a certain amount, you get higher commissions, and you actually get different commissions, whether it's the product you're actually recommending or one of the other things which people go on to buy as they're shopping on, on Amazon. Um, if it's a secondary sale, as it's called, you earn, you earn less commissions. But we're just focusing on the US, which will be mm. you know, the country or the, the area which most people are most concerned about listening to this podcast, I would imagine. So what's also interesting uh, and what's different from the last time they did this in 2017 uh, where they they reduced some commissions, they also increased some that that time. But it was in 2017, more... they removed the scaling as well in the US. Like before, you had this yep. level, the scaling thing with more volume. You did the more commissions you earned, and not anymore. Yep. So what's different? So what's different this time is that they've only given seven days notice, which is really really short. Last time it was 30. Usually, any time they make some change like this, you have 30 days. So this all sort of screams to me like they are doing this kind of as quite a reactionary move to the current coronavirus situation. So my view is that because so many people right now are buying stuff on Amazon, especially in these categories which got affected, you know, how many like health products are sold out on Amazon, all the hand sanitizers, thermometers, all of the like home care stuff. It's also I mean, we've that. seen it, right? Our sales went up seventy-seven percent compared to January in the last two weeks, right? So yeah, there's a drop off, but there's a massive increase in sales actually. And the the other categories which have been dropped down to one percent, grocery and Amazon Fresh. Well, no one's going out grocery shopping. Everyone's trying to order in. Everyone's trying to get delivery. Uh, and this, the other things are also kind of uh, along these lines as well. So. People are suddenly at home all the time, so they want to do some DIY. They want to get new furniture. They need to an office chair or an office desk uh, or a webcam so they can work from home. They suddenly decide they're going to learn a musical instrument or you know pets as well is a big thing. I hear like all of the animal shelters where I live, Awful. they're all empty because all oh, really? of the animals yeah. have been taken. Yeah, people are adopting animals like crazy. People are. Because they're at home all the time, and you know, it's just, I just got a dog a couple of months ago. It's great to spend spend this time at home with your pet, you know. So, what I'm saying is that these categories are very closely aligned with the stuff which is selling out big time on Amazon. Now, Amazon is a business; they're not a charity. And they don't owe you anything. They're just trying to do what's best for them, what's best for their shareholders. And at the moment, if Loads of people are coming to Amazon and everything's getting sold out and the third-party suppliers on Amazon and Amazon itself can't get new products in fast enough because of China's closed or because shipping lanes are closed or whatever the, the, the issues that this pandemic is causing means that there's a drastic imbalance in supply and demand. So Amazon doesn't need you at this point in time to give it more, to send more traffic, to send more sales because they're already selling out of everything. So... What do they do? Well, they, they cut affiliate commissions on, on all these categories. The other categories, I can only presume, they are they still have enough supply and not enough demand. So they still want some more traffic. So they've left those untouched. Now, what's interesting is by like how much they've cut these. 
So the the ones which are down at, down to one percent, it really is is the point where Tough, yeah. yeah, it doesn't really make sense to promote Amazon when it's at one percent like that. So health and personal care, Amazon Fresh, grocery. I mean, I don't know too many people who promoted those as affiliates. Yeah, anyway, grocery is not really. But you know that that's kind of like the extreme. The other categories which are down at three percent are you know it's not great, pretty bad in some situations, but it's kind of like just just low enough, but just high enough that I think a lot of people would just be like, well, okay, I'm just going to kind of leave it as it is and kind of ride this out and see what happens. Also, it's interesting is we've had no indication from Amazon whether or not this is temporary or permanent. Now, you've said that you thought it's permanent. I think most people in the community have said it's permanent. I actually disagree. I think this is I think part of this is temporary. I don't think all these are going to go back up to exactly where they are. Amazon will try and eke out some margin here, I think. But you have to think that when this is all over in however long that may be, they're still going to want to sell stuff. And you know, all these companies that are ramping up supply chains and trying to bring more products and sell more and sell more and sell more, maybe that supply and demand thing might kind of twist the other way after a, a period of time. It's also worth saying that Amazon is not the first affiliate program, not the first company to reduce their commissions. I believe Amazon India actually cut their affiliate program completely during all of this. Again, they couldn't supply enough products on the marketplace. And there are other companies, I I don't have a specific list here of, of who have done it, but most physical product affiliate programs have had some kind of impact with this whole coronavirus thing and they've been reducing commissions or freezing the program temporarily while they, they sort of sort, sort it all out. So yeah, completely unprecedented situation in the world and this is one of the consequences, one of the effects, I believe, that we're kind of seeing. So yeah, that's that's kind of my initial view on those things. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a big situation happening and things that would be outside of companies' policies will happen because of that. They will do things that they would not normally do, etc. I remember when all this started, I was like, you know, companies will start, start governments will start forcing companies to produce the stuff they will need strategically because they can't fight, etc. My friends were like, what the hell? Like governments would never do that, etc. And now you see governments in the US doing that, etc. So there's like this kind of crazy stuff happening that because of the political situation and the sanitary situation, that would not happen otherwise. And Maybe Amazon reducing rates more than they would and then kind of bringing them back later is something that I would not see them do in normal times. But maybe it could happen. I would not necessarily like hold my breath over it. I think it, it might not come back. It really depends. I think also this whole thing is going to develop the habits in people to buy online and maybe they just won't need the FA program as much as they needed before, etc. So it really depends like how long this lasts, how much habits are built from that, etc. You know. Ultimately, it's a free market, and the the affiliate commissions will go up or down according to laws of supply and demand. So, however this plays out, will will determine it. If it makes sense for Amazon to to increase commissions, they will. They they don't they're not trying to just like keep it low just because money, they yeah. like it low. They are going to do the thing which is optimal for their balance sheet for the profit and loss. And there is a good case to say that that, that may be to, to increase at a point in time. But I, I don't want to dwell too much on the so speculation, is, is this temporary, yeah, yeah. is this permanent? It is what it is right now. We have no indication that it's not temporary. I know someone asked an Amazon support rep and sort of reported back, but yeah. honestly, like that doesn't mean anything. What, what support Amazon reps support have rep. said everything and contradict each other said, yeah. all the time. Yeah. But this is real, this is happening now. The good news, if you can call it good news, is that this is only affecting commissions from Tuesday onwards. 
meaning that it's not affecting your past commissions. And because of Amazon's delayed payout schedule, it's not really going to start to hit your pocket or your kind of profit and loss until sort of June time when you get your May commissions, end of June time. So you do have a little bit of flexibility there. And, you know, it's it's not like uh, the money taps turned off tomorrow. So, you know, there's a bit of time to kind of like let the dust settle, react and, and start planning your next move between now and then. Now, it's also worth saying that this is not, as we talked about before, the first time Amazon has, ma- has made such a change. Back in 2017, so almost three years ago exactly, they made the, they made a big change. They reduced the commission rates on many categories. They increased a couple others. They removed the scaling. Even further before that, Amazon had currently has a 24-hour cookie, which is really quite short, one of the shortest in of any affiliate programs. But it's Amazon, and people buy lots of stuff. It's very trusted. It's probably so, the shortest, yeah. Yeah, but before, like way, way back uh, in the, the day... The trade of the 24-hour cookie, the trade of the 24-hour cookie for essentially paying you a commission on everything people buy, which not all affiliate programs do. So it's kind of like, well, it's short, but you get commissions on a lot of items, basically. And I think we should go back to that nuance because it's quite important. But go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, back in the day, Amazon had a much longer cookie. I think it was like 60 days at one point. So, you know, that gives you an idea of like how it's changed over over the years. So this is not the first change they've done. It probably won't be the last change they, they do. Things changing are, are just a part of business and a part of life. So you have to kind of weather the storm and, and get used to it. And, and these are the situations, like how you handle your business in this situation is, is kind of what defines uh, how, how your business will grow and, and how you will thrive in the, in, the, in the long term. Because it's easy to coast when things are going well and everything's kind of stable and predictable, but it's when unpredictable things happen that uh, you know, the going gets tough, the tough gets going, as they, as, as they say. Now, you've probably seen already on various forums, on Reddit, on Facebook groups, on yeah. WhatsApp channels, that people are, the general reaction people are having, 90% of people are having is initially, Fuck they're, Jeff they're freaking out, <laughs> like, oh my God, this is like such a big deal. Uh, I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but I'm just sort of describing people's reaction. Oh my God, this is such a big deal. People are often lashing out at the boogeyman, Jeff Bezos, because he's the world's richest man and he's an, come on, you couldn't have an easier scapegoat for something like this. Jeff Bezos making the world's richest man, making a shit ton of money, Amazon having their best year ever, and he's cutting affiliate commissions. Like, why would he do that? He's so greedy. So, and then you you have uh, people saying like Amazon sites are dead, affiliate marketing is dead, SEO is dead. Someone every update, yeah. Every time there's an update, it happens. Like there's like you know five to seven percent of people that would just come out and say it's all over, it will never work again, etc. And then like everyone just figures it out and just progresses. So if you're that if you're in that side, well, see you later. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it's over at all. You have people just generally being very negative and saying, oh, I knew all, all along this was going to happen. I, I, I told you so. And all of these reactions, they're kind of rational in a way because people psychologically, they need to rationalize sudden seismic changes in their their reality and the, the laws of, of the universe, as it were. And by finding meaning in this, this is kind of like a, a way of like ascribing Rationality to the randomness is what I, was, what I was trying to say. But, and sorry to go all philosophical here, but you as a business owner can gain a genuine competitive advantage over other businesses 
in not just in business, but in life, if you are able to maintain a rational mind and make objective assessments about situations. And that's what we're trying to do today. We're not speculating. We're not trying to, um, you know, blame anyone or, or call anyone out on this. We're trying to rationally understand what's going on here and what it means, you know, what, what it means, means what it means for you, and what we can, how we can start to think about things we can do about it. And, and that's what we're we are going to to cover today. When the goalposts move like this, and you see it whenever there's a big update, big Google update, people always say like this is the end. But if you ask those same people, okay, so. 2017, the last time Amazon uh, reduced their commission rates. How much money were you making from Amazon in April 2017 when that happened? People make more money now. Before that happened. And then how much money are you making now? Is it more or less? Now, if you haven't touched your site since then, probably it's less. But if you've been working away at it, then it's going to be much, much more, despite the commission in some of those cases being halved. So, you know... This is the kind of way to look at things. It's not the end. You may need to tweak some some things. You may need to make a few changes, but you will survive. You will get through this, and you will ultimately thrive at the end of it. Okay. I think I want to talk as well about why it's not so bad. I think, and I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of members, etc. And since the coronavirus crisis, most people have been making quite a bit more money from Amazon than they have before that. I've talked, I don't want to say who, but like I know people who literally doubled their revenue. I said we were up 77% compared to January, et cetera. And not everyone went up this way. Like if you were in camping, for example, or something like that, well, probably people are not buying as much camping equipment, et cetera. So it depends on the niches. But if you're in a niche where there is still demand for products, the number of the revenue went up through the fact that people are just ordering more stuff on Amazon. So when they go on Amazon and buy stuff, they just add more stuff to the basket. So the average order value goes up and you get paid for every item, which is really important. And overall, people who go on Amazon just tend to buy more. Your conversion rate went up quite a bit since essentially you should be staying at home. And so, you know, it's like if we are up 77% in our case, even if conversion rates are halved, we're still making more money, basically. And it's like, I'm not saying that it's good. We will still lose money, uh, for sure, compared to where we were in January, but not as much as what the change in commission rates is indicating because the money you make is not just the commission rates, it's the conversion rate and it's the value of that. And so together, I think it's just not nearly as bad. And a lot of the recent gains will offset the decreases that Amazon is introducing. Furthermore, all of your, so you may think, okay, I have a health site. My commission rates are now 1%. Therefore, everything I sell on Amazon, I'm only going to make 1% of. That's not true. Whatever niche you're in, as we said, people buy stuff you recommend and they buy a bunch of other stuff on Amazon. They mostly not, buy a bunch of other stuff, actually. Like I, I did the analysis, it was 80% or something at some point. I, I, so I did, I actually went, and here's how you can do the analysis. If you go into the Amazon dashboard, Amazon Associates dashboard, you download the sales report for the period of time, you click on the fee earnings tab, and that has everything that people have bought through your affiliate link, and it has the categories for them all. So you select it all, you run it you in Excel or Google Sheets, you create a pivot table, and you put the category in the row, and then the value, you put the commission, the sum of the commission. If you don't know how to use pivot tables, go spend 10 minutes on YouTube how to use pivot tables. It will honestly, pay, those 10 minutes Go will on pay back. TrumpExcel.com. Yeah. It's, when the, it's an age pro member. <laughs> uh, really good site, actually. TrumpExcel. Nothing to do with the Donald, but um, let's not go there. Anyway, pivot tables, <laughs> that will teach, that, that will 
from that, you'll be able to see what percentage of your sales are in which category. And I looked at this uh, and on one of our sites today, this is for all of 2019, 50% of the sales were in that category and 50% were in all like 37 other categories. So, and again, even if you're not in the health niche or even if you're not in the pets niche, that's something that's gotten hit and you think you're safe, if you're in PC, for example, you're still going to suffer a little bit from this because you're not just referring people to buy PC components, although that is most of it. People are buying a lot of other stuff as well. So it's there's kind of a bit of uh, balancing because of that phenomenon as well. And you can go, you can go, as I said, check it out yourself in the in the Amazon sales report. Yeah, it's like that's why you shouldn't panic too much. So now it's like I want to talk about whether people. I mean, first of all, before I jump into that. I want to say that what's probably going to happen, not in the short term, but rather in the longer term, is that there will be lower competition in the SERPs as well. And so this game is all about, I mean, as any business, it's like cost of factors and how much money you make, right? And the cost of factors, which is the ability to generate traffic to an Amazon-style page, is going to lower down as the payout lowers down. So in the recent years, as many more people got into this game, uh, essentially it became more competitive to rank for these keywords. And as a result, it would uh, cost more money to rank for like a roundup review or something. I think the market is kind of like supply and demand, right? The market's naturally going to adjust the difficulty back to the level of payout in the niches where you can only monetize with Amazon, which means that not now, it will take some time, but in I would say in the medium to long term, the these subs are just going to become easier. And so I, you will still be able to run a business on that. You just need more traffic, more advertising, et cetera, even if you were just counting Amazon. So some, it's not all bad, but I still want to raise the question. I, yeah? I'm not I'm not, 100, I'm not 100% convinced that's the case. I think sometimes it will become easier. I think sometimes it will stay the same because people will find alternate monetization yeah. strategies, other affiliate programs. That's or, the next point, actually. Should we still use Amazon, et cetera? So yeah, it might not happen if people find better ways to monetize. But to be honest, that was already the case. Amazon was not the best paying affiliate program. It was the laziest way to monetize content. And you could find better ways. We've, we've had many occasions where we swapped Amazon for something higher paying and made a lot more money. I think... I just want to be clear though. It's not always the case that you do that. No, because Amazon not. converts so well and because other people buy stuff, quite often Amazon actually does end up making you more money. And I think that's a debate to have, right? It's like, should you still use Amazon considering these things that like there's this fact that even if you're in a low paying category, probably at least half the products would be in other categories anyway. So you probably make a more effectively more than 1% commission, etc. Plus you get paid on all the items people buy and the conversion rate is high. And also just no work. You don't have to work to find monetization. You just get it. You just get your link on Amazon. And that saves so much time, you know? That right there is the crux of why Amazon is so good because you don't have to figure out any of the monetization. It's just you sign up for one affiliate program and they have all the products and you just put it on there and you can go and like grow your site. You can f get you can focus on that growth. Then, and this is what a lot of people actually don't bother to do, then once you've actually started to grow your site, you can come back and you can look at some opportunities like, okay, well, you know, I'm making I'm selling a lot of you know, these types of products or whatever on Amazon, is there a better solution I can go to elsewhere? Can I go direct to the manufacturer? Can I find another affiliate program? Is there something on some of the affiliate networks, you know? Or even just like develop your own product, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's one thing that we should definitely have done at some point. At some point I'll say it because it's like, it's not the case anymore, but we used to sell a lot of like these hand grippers. Remember we were selling like, 
25 to 50 a day or something. And then it's like, we're kind of stupid for not launching our own one because we could have sold hundreds per month and made, you know, 50, 60% margin maybe or something like these are, these can be bought quite cheap in China, still do the job and be sold for like quite a lot more money. So the, these opportunities will arise, but it will, it's like the model is not going to disappear, but it will be tweaked slightly with that in mind of like, how do I do that transition from something like Amazon that is, I believe Amazon is going to be still an amazing market research tool. Because what you can do is you can throw a lot of content you can see what ranks, first of all, what your site can rank for, and you can see what people buy, and you get paid for it still. And you get all that data, and once you have that data, you can say, okay, here's the items that I sell the most. How do I maximize my profit on these few items that I sell the most? And then, then that's when you're going to start looking at other affiliate programs, testing alternatives, doing that kind of stuff, and then 80-20, basically, where you will work on a few pages that get the most, most of the traffic and most of the money and get off Amazon on that. Because I see people on the Facebook groups right now, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get off Amazon, I'm going to move all my Amazon links, fuck Jeff Bezos, etc. I don't think you understand what that means to switch an entire site with hundreds of product categories off Amazon. It's an absolute ton of work. Most affiliate programs are crap and do not convert and will not make you as much money as you make right now with Amazon. I know you're mad, I know you're all of that, but that's not how it works. And so you're going to have to 80-20 it, and the best way to collect the information is to actually see people's buying behavior. And the way you will do that is by putting an Amazon affiliate link, looking at your reports, and actually understanding what people are buying and what people are not buying, and where to focus your effort on to actually making higher commissions. And it will still be a very viable model. You will still make a return on investment on your Amazon content, it would just take a lot longer, but you will still make money on that. And then you can maximize your profit on your best pages. I think you know a lot of people don't realize this. Before yesterday, that was still the correct model. Yeah. That was still the correct way to build and grow just an Amazon to, to, to site. Because it was too good. So in that sense, nothing has changed, except the fact that now commissions have, have been reduced in certain categories may actually provide the the kick up the bum that some people need to actually take action on some of these things and make more money in certain products, certain categories, where they could have done before, but they didn't because they were, I'm not going to use the word too lazy because, you know, I, I don't think laziness is, it the, was too is, good. is the right it was, word. There was no incentive, it's like, you know? It's like comfortable and like it's just good enough that like you don't really want to, you don't really need to make too much effort. But with a, a big decrease in certain categories like this, now I think a lot of affiliates will start looking at these opportunities, which have existed all, always, so before the, this update and now and in the future. So they may end up, when we have this next Amazon Apocalypse 3.0 in 2023, they may look back on this and say, oh, actually, we were making a lot more money in 2023 than we were in the, the first quarter of 2020 because we did all these things. You know, it makes me really happy because like, I was on the HPro Facebook group and I saw a lot of members, like more, the more senior members, message that they already started diversifying after 2017. And uh, that now it's like, it's, it's annoying, but it's not nearly as bad as it used to be. Uh, it made me quite happy because it's like, I'm glad the message hits home, at least with like uh, some of the most advanced members in HPro and so on. Yeah, it is still the right way, but I think the ratio of reward against cost was too good with Amazon. It's not, it wasn't the best, right? But the cost was so low. All you had to do is throw an article, pick some, like literally Google, the, type the keyword in Amazon, pick some article, some products with the best star reviews, and just throw these in there and then get paid, you know, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars for like a single page. And the reward was, and then it's like, 
the ratio of like, do I do more of these pages or do I actually optimize that one page to try to make, you know, 30% more or something? It was just not worth it. It was better to just create more pages and keep going with Amazon. And that's what everyone's been doing. And the problem is when you do that, you don't diversify and you end up with this. Uh, I think people are going to start looking a lot more at things like advertising, at things like building an email list, et cetera, because it's just going to be put back in line, right? Amazon was here and then like the rest was here and it's just going to like go back in line together, basically. But here's one question I wanted to ask you. If you're in the 1% category, would you recommend people still send traffic to Amazon or not? Like, what's your view on that? Like, should people look at alternatives right now or should would you still trust the system? Sorry, if I'm in the what category? In the 1%. If you're like, your main category is the 1% payout category. Oh. <laughs> so the first thing I would do is I'd look at my report, I, my Amazon fees report, and see like how much is this actually likely to, to affect me. And I'd, I'd try and uh, get some projections around what my new revenue level may be at from sort of next month onwards. And then, it, yeah, if you're in the 1% category, then I would start to look quite quickly for other opportunities. Now, most established sites, you already have a lot of traffic and you already have uh, a lot of specific subcategories or, or types of products that you're selling. You know, when you mentioned the hand grips thing earlier. So I would look out for those and I would try and identify what those are and I would focus half of my energy on looking for better deals there. So, you know, going direct to manufacturers, looking for affiliate programs from the manufacturers or on affiliate networks, like just better deals. And then I'd maybe be tweaking some of the content and start testing some of those out. Simultaneously, I would also be looking at kind of like near nearby categories that I, I could perhaps get into. So from health to sports equipment, it's not too much of a bridge, for example. So I might start then to look at, you know, new content being around some some of these kind of keywords instead. So like in, the, in a 3% category, just because it's, uh, you know, slightly higher, or quite a bit higher initial returns. And I can I can kind of like start start building out the site easier that way. So yeah, that would be my play. Yeah, okay. One thing I would definitely do is, and let's talk about that, is add advertising to my site, right? It's like you can start, like don't just do plain AdSense, do at least something like Ezoic. Ezoic is 10,000 visits per month minimum. So I think most people that lost a significant amount of money at least have 10,000 visits per month. Mediavan is 25,000 and AdTribe is 100,000. And these are in the order I would recommend them. Ad RPMs have been decreasing quite a lot with this crisis as well, right? Um, I've checked ours. We are down January compared to April. We are down around 25%. So they're down quite a bit. But they're still the thing with ad RPMs is they are dictated by the market. It's supply and demand, and it's done not just by Google's AdSense, but by many other networks. If you use these kind of like meta networks, so like Ezoic, AdStrive, and MediaVine, they use multiple networks for to sell the inventory. So as a result, it's really very, very, very much supply and demand. And uh, we are like pretty much at the lowest level of economic activity that we have been in a very long time. And as things will start reopening, I expect that businesses will maybe not advertise as much as they did before. So I don't expect a full recovery, but I expect, you know, like when travel reopens, for example, like, you know, TripAdvisor and Expedia, like how much do they spend on advertising and how much do they rely on that? And Agoda and all these guys, like they spend millions and millions. And so once this money goes back into ads, I expect this to go back up. And actually, we have found that even putting ads on things like random previews, et cetera, we have found pretty much no decrease at all 
in affiliate sales. Definitely test it on your site, but on all of them that we've tried, this, this has had almost no effect. And same with our HPro members, a lot of them have done that. I mean, Kevin, who was in his podcast, did that. Uh, several members that have like massive sites are doing it too and have found the same results. As long as you're not overly aggressive on your ad layout, uh, Matt Digiti has done it and found the same results. So if you are not doing this yet, I think there's a, there's a big chance that you could offset a lot of your Amazon revenue with putting display ads on your site. And it's something you can do this week. Like it can happen like really quickly and you can offset it before you even start losing the money from Amazon, which uh, can be a relief if you're paying salaries or that kind of stuff. Um, so that's definitely one thing that I would be looking at. The second thing is I would rethink my content strategy a little bit and the way I create content. Obviously what's done is done. But if we're considering that kind of new approach, which is using Amazon as a way to do market research because we just can't sign up for 300 uh, individual FA programs, not knowing how, how well they will convert. Like if I'm playing a site before, I would maybe do like, you know, 10, 15 different types of products. But this time maybe I would develop one hub like really deep. So I don't know, like if we do the paintball niche again, let's go back to this niche, then I would do only guns, right? I would talk, talk only about paintball guns, only about paintball protection or whatever it is. But like I would pick one of these not talk a little bit about protection, a little bit about guns, a little bit about that. Because what it allows me to do is that once I'm doing well, um, let's say I'm doing just Amazon at the beginning. Once I'm doing well, I'm able to find, to test FA programs from e-commerce selling paintball guns. And once I have found one that converts pretty well, I'm able to replace Amazon in multiple articles. And uh, it's really painful to find a good FA program outside of Amazon that actually makes you good money. So once you found one, you really want to make sure that it's like you maximize it and you do the best. And you do that by thinking about it ahead when you plan your content and focusing on one category. So instead, of, I would write like best paintball guns for left-handed people, best paintball guns for kids, best paintball guns for, I don't know, like uh, short people, whatever, I'm not even sure they exist, or best uh, sniper paintball gun or whatever, something like that, and then not talk about uh, these things. And once you will find, once you replace Amazon, you will be able to see a massive uplift and you will do quite well. The second thing I would do is I would, and it's something that uh, we will probably recommend people in TAS do as well, is I would change the ratio of info content to commercial content. So historically, we've been recommending for people who start new sites to be going quite aggressive on commercial content simply because that was what was making the money, right? But now that essentially that ratio is falling back off where commercial, like commercial product review based content will make less money and ads are like slowly improving, we're kind of like getting to that level where they're, they're getting closer. I think commercial content will still make a bit more, but not, not the, the gap will not be as big. And info content allows you to build links. It allows you to do skyscraper, it allows you to do all that. So you'll be able to build info content, get more links to your site, monetize it with ads, which is going to be not nearly as big as a difference as monetizing with Amazon. And what it will do is because you get more links to your site, you can, through internal linking, rank your commercial pages higher, which hopefully will offset some of the loss in terms of uh, commissions. Anything to add on this so far? No, I mean, the other benefit, of course, is that when you have a lot of traffic and you start building out stage two and stage three authority sites, then where you know you start building an email list and really a real audience, then you know a lot of traffic equals a lot of subscribers, a lot of following, a lot of audience. And so it's kind of like faster to grow that part of things as well. Yeah, and I think the, the last thing that will definitely recommend people is to do the CRO work on their site earlier. So one easy way to offset some of the loss, not all of it, some of the loss, 
will be to create better product tables, etc., so that you get more clicks on them. And uh, we've done that. We've done CRO work on some sites and got up to 40% increase in, re in revenue. So that was a big deal. And it, you know, if your, your commissions got divided by three, it's still not enough to offset it, but it will offset some of it. Uh, if you had coupled that with ads, et cetera, there is definitely a way where you can actually end up making the same money with the same site. And yeah, so we'll talk, we will definitely be talking a lot more about product tables and all of that. Actually, in HPro, I have a plugin that's really soon where we've actually have these product tables that are done for you with AWP, which is quite cool, like makes them CRO optimized, basically. So there is several ways you can address that and essentially offset some of that loss. Yeah, it sucks because if you did that stuff before, you would just have made more money, right? But right now we're trying to limit the damage rather than actually like um, do better. And then after that, you can just grow your site from that. I would also say, you know, about actually developing your own products. So that could be, you know, getting yeah. into like sourcing, sourcing your own products, uh, doing like FBA type things, getting into a bit of e-commerce and info products like courses, memberships, these kinds of things as well. It's obviously very niche dependent, but yeah, huge, huge, huge upsides from, from those things. It's, I'm not going to lie, it's a lot of work to build them. It's a lot of work to update them. It's a lot of work to figure out all the things which you haven't done before, build sales pages, manage uh, stock and inventory and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But ultimately it's it's quite rewarding and you're you're much less dependent on Amazon or any other affiliate program for for that matter as well. So if you do have plans to, you know, one day get into the, these kind of things, you might consider doing that sooner rather than later as well. Yeah, there's one thing I wanted to say as well. I think, um, I think there's a massive opportunity right now, which is pick a niche, and figure out what is the best alternative to Amazon that pays more money. And what you can do is you can go to your competitors and buy their sites at a massive discount right now, and then it just swap the FA program because you know which one works and they don't, and actually increase the value, and you can either reflip it or you can just hold the site. This is a massive opportunity. It will take upfront work because you need to figure out what you're going to put on that site. So it's better if you have a site that's already in a niche. But if you put that work initially, you might lose some money by like doing some trials, etc. But if you do figure it out, then you have kind of like a closed window of opportunity where people haven't figured it out yet and are desperate because of the current situation, where you can buy really discounted sites and actually make really good money. That's actually what happened with Hipup. When Hipup was sold, here's what happened. I'll tell the story now because it's been a while. Uh, and because actually now this affiliate program is open, but there's a website that is pretty popular in the US called Chewy.com that had an affiliate program that was closed at the time. And the guys who bought Hipup uh, had access to that affiliate program, but like people that were like pairing and other people could not sign up. So they literally just bought the site and put Hipup, uh, put um, Chewy's affiliate program on Hipup and revenue increased by about 40% overnight. And so overnight, just by doing that one switch, not being by being magicians with SEO, not by doing anything like that, to be honest, most traffic increase plans actually failed with that site. But because they did that one thing, if they made a lot of money. And so you have the opportunity to pull that same trick today if you pick one niche, you figure it out, and then you buy as many sites as you can on a discount, you can make a lot of money. So I think that's how you use this and turn it on its head and actually make good money. I actually spoke to Greg from Empire Flippers just before this podcast to kind of get his initial take. And, you know, it's only been sort of 24 hours since this happened, but to get a sort of feel for how this is affecting the buying and selling side of, of, of websites. And what they said is basically they have a procedure in, in place which the same procedure they had in 2017 when this happened, but basically 
all deals which are on their marketplace, going into the marketplace, or even in progress at the moment, are being revalued and reassessed based on a formula that these new rates have, have kind of thrown up. So yeah, anyone who's just in Amazon at the moment, who's trying to sell their site, the value of those sites has gone down a fair amount. And there could be some big opportunities if you're a buyer. If you're a seller and you were just about to sell your site or you're in the process of selling your site, um, you got very unlucky with the timing. We've been there before, so uh, <laughs> don't don't worry don't worry too much about it. Like these things these things happen. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Anything else to add on the topic? Yeah. So this really just reminds me of playing video games in the sense that. In a, in most Are you going to make a dodgy analogy right now? I am indeed. Mm -hmm. So in okay. most MMOs, how it works is... MMOs stands for massively online... Massively multiplayer games. online role-playing game. So uh, Gail was big into Lineage 2 back in the day. I was into EVE Online, internet spaceships, basically. And you would establish, like, a, a meta would be established. So what are the best spaceships to kill the other spaceships? And what are the best strategies and tactics? And all this kind of stuff. And based on the rules of the game that would become established you know, over a period of time. Then the developers would come and uh, have a big patch and they would rebalance a bunch of stuff, change, change a bunch of numbers, change some mechanics, and then the whole thing would be up in the air again. And as soon as they did that, everyone would be cursing them out. God, these developers yeah. don't care about us loyal players. They don't understand I, the game. I hate them. They don't understand the game. They're, they just want to make money off of us. It's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. The dust would settle. The changes would go in, people would adapt, people would start to figure out how it works in the new with the new rules, and then they would build it up and improve it further and further and further. And um, if the devs got it wrong, they would update it in the next patch. If if not, this would become the new meta and the new normal, and um, the game would go on and life would life would go on. So it's a very similar kind of you know experience that we're having right now with with the reaction I think to yep. to Amazon and with how some people are choosing to handle it or or, or otherwise, as the case may be. On these wise words, we're going to be closing this podcast. But before that, don't forget to click on the subscribe button, like us, and subscribe on the podcast, audio podcast channels if you prefer listening to audio podcasts. We are everywhere. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere you want. Uh, thank you for that. Just, uh, just to say, just yeah. to say as well. So this is our actually a bonus episode. So we're we're recording this on Wednesday. Monday, yeah. I think this is going out on the Friday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday, hopefully. Thursday, hopefully, if we get it all edited in time, there's still going to be a podcast on Monday as well. So stay tuned for that one as well. So see you in a few days. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Have a good week. Mm -hmm.